Welcome back to the OME Talks podcast. I'm your host, David Petro, and this is the second episode of Season 2. This podcast and subsequent webinar series focuses on bringing the voices of some of the best speakers from our most recent OAME conference so they can repeat their talks online for a wider audience. This month, our webinar is titled Joining the Global Teachers Lounge. This was a session put on by Sam Shaw and Matt Baker, but for this podcast and our webinar, Matt will be flying solo. So without further ado, let's check in with Matt Baker for a brief summary of what we are in store for during this month's webinar. Well, hello and welcome. Uh, we're talking with Matt Baker. He's a teacher from New York, and he is going to be our speaker at our webinar this month. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, glad to have you with us. Matt, I know you're teaching in New York, but can you tell us a little bit about how you got to New York? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Maryland, so definitely from the U.S. I went to undergrad for electrical engineering. Didn't love it, so I taught English in Japan for two years, sold computers for a couple years, and then decided to become a math teacher up in Brooklyn. And I've been there for, this is my eighth year in New York, my seventh year teaching. Now, do you see yourself staying in New York after having been there for eight years? Yeah, there's, there's no place like New York. I, I love it a lot. So it's expensive, but it's wonderful. So I'll be here for a while. And last year, you were a featured speaker along with Sam Shaw at OME 2019, can you tell us a little bit about your featured session that you did last year? So we talked about sort of teacher voice and allowing teachers sort of the opportunity to be people. Uh, a lot of the workshops that we go to talk about how, how to make classroom management better, how to make grading better or new activities and things like that. We wanted to give a voice, no pun intended, to all the struggles that teachers have. This like It's not easy to do this job and yet we're still expected to perform to a certain level. And it's, it's, it's hard to do that unless you have a community of people that you can go to and work with and vent to and all of those things. We just wanted to sort of talk about the emotional life of a teacher. Now, that session was very well received. And I should point out to our listeners that the recording of that session is in the uh, members-only section of the OME website if you want to take a listen to that and watch that session. And I strongly suggest it. This time around, we're actually going to hear you talk a little bit about a different thing. You you did you and Sam actually did this uh, second session, uh, a regular session, and that was about using social media as a tool to create your own learning network. Is that not correct? Yeah. In the talk, we mentioned that you need a community of educators, and for us, that community of educators is the online teaching, math teaching community. So we wanted to really help other people feel comfortable getting into it's called MitBoss math twitter blogosphere helping other people get into that and make connections and experience some of the amazing other educators that we know and love now before we get into talking a little bit about that i realize that you are from new york yes and somehow you became a featured speaker at uh, oame <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about how that happened so uh, Sam and I have known Mary Barasa for a really long time. She was one of the organizers for OAME last year. And she asked Sam, who then asked for my help, to do the talk. When, so that's how we found ourselves in Ottawa. And we're happy to have you. So thanks for showing up. So this month, we're going to have you repeat your second session on uh, joining the Global Math Teachers Lounge as our webinar at OMA Talks. And I'm wondering if you could give us 
uh, a brief overview of some of the the topics you're going to hit on in that session. Yeah. So the the workshop is the webinar is going to be about sort of a crash course into how to get into this community that I love so much and that Sam and I have spent a lot of time in. And so we're going to start with some of the basics, like especially for those people that are maybe new to Twitter or haven't used Twitter as a professional learning thing before, uh, how to navigate some of that. And then we are going to share some of the resources that already exist that we draw from all the time. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what the community means to me and how it's keeping me in the classroom. And then there's time for questions and the basic structure is every like other minute we're exploring something new because there's so much out there and we want to just expose people to as much as possible and then they can dig into it on their own time later. So you would strongly suggest that if somebody is coming to this session, should they have a Twitter account already? Is, is how necessary is that to get something out of the session? I think it's going to be really important if you have, if you do not have a Twitter account to at least sign up. Um, if you do have one that you haven't used in a while to maybe refresh it a little bit. Cause I think a lot of the activities we're going to have are like reach out to someone on the, on Twitter, and tell them what you're teaching or just that interface is something that's really important for a lot of the math teachers here. And that's going to drive a lot of the conversation. Um, if you don't have one, I, you can still follow along, but it's just going to be a lot easier to participate if you do have a Twitter account. Now, how do you convince teachers who are not on Twitter and may have maybe have heard about maybe some of the the less desirable <laughs> um, things that happen on Twitter? And how, how do you convince them that this is really good for math teachers? I My statement's always that... I'm, I'm still a teacher because of this community. It's always, what's amazing about it is it's just so many creative, passionate people. And those, those Sunday nights where I'm planning a, a lesson for the next day and I, I don't know what I'm doing exactly or I have a question, I can I just go online and ask and I get 20 responses in 20 minutes and they're thoughtful and clever and it really helps. And sometimes even if the response is just, hey, me too, then it makes me feel less alone, which I think teaching can be a really isolating profession sometimes. Even if you're in a great department at your school and work with some really great people, just having more brains and more people that you can interact with, I think really helps. And sure, sometimes on Twitter, there's other undesirable elements, but I've never encountered them in the Twitterverse for math teachers. And I think there are teachers that have pushed me to be more thoughtful and be more caring and just all around a better teacher. And those interactions are, I, just, I can't imagine being here without them. And everyone else I've gotten to sign up has always appreciated it too. So don't take my word for it. That's right. Um, I know, I know I'm, I consider myself part of that community and and I, I get a sense that you know everybody uses Twitter differently to get what they want or what they need from it. One of the things that is always a pleasant surprise to me is seeing things that I'm not necessarily searching for, but when they pop up in my feed, they sort of make me a little bit more curious about about something, and they they usually might have a link or something like that, and it takes me to 
uh, a mathematical topic or an idea or something that perhaps I'd never really considered before. And I think one of the one of the things that could be a problem with the internet is if you're always looking for something, you're never surprised by, you never get the chance to be surprised by something. And that one of the things I've, I, I've found with Twitter is that I'm constantly getting pleasant surprises. Yeah, like today I was just on there and found an amazing video of polar graphs and like not something I even necessarily teach, but just such a cool thing that was like a, a neat nerd moment that I don't usually get. And then I had someone else help me find structures for my calculus class. And it's just all of that was in a short time and I wasn't even looking for all that stuff. And it was fantastic. Was that the the Grant Sanderson video? Yes. Three blue, one brown? Yeah, I saw that today too. It was really cool. I couldn't look away. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. It was, it was, uh, I'm just, um, you know, the, the amount of things that people share that are of super high quality and they're sharing them for free, it just shocks me. Well, I think that's the big piece is that everything is like everyone just wants everyone else to be better. And so, so much of our work is about making things available to other teachers without there having to be some sort of payment structure to it. Like we, I, if I'm sharing something, it's cause I, I legitimately think it's good and I think it would help other people. And I just love that community of that mentality of sharing with each other. That is not always super easy to find these days, but it, it's definitely present in our teaching community. And I, I love it. And Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Like you said, things just pop up and sometimes too many things pop up. But part of this workshop will also be how do you manage that overwhelmingness and how do you how do you find a way to make all of these things work for you and not just be overwhelmed? Yeah, and I think one of the things that being part of this community has really changed my mind about is, you know, uh, that old adage, you get what you pay for. And I think what you get out of Twitter is not, um, and and the 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 blogs that also uh, sort of spawn from Twitter is not the stuff that you pay money for, but you 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 sort of pay in terms of your interaction, and that comes back tenfold when you interact. You know the the amount of insight that you get, and so it, it's absolutely free, and the payment is is basically very little. Yeah, I think there's it's a bit of a the way people interact on Twitter is different than the, the way they interact face-to-face. -face. And I think for some people that that can feel really awkward. I, I've heard before, like, there's these hashtags, and I don't know how I approach, and like, how do I jump into these conversations? And it's, it is a very different dynamic. And I think that's something people just need to be shown, that you can just jump in, even though it feels really awkward and you would never do it. Uh, but I think it's important for people to realize that if you take a little step, you will be greeted with open arms. And I think that's one of the things that things like this webinar and some other initiatives we've tried, have, we're really trying to get more people to feel comfortable and feel like they can jump in. And it's a work in progress. We, we haven't figured it all out yet. And we're constantly getting feedback. We being the community is getting feedback from people saying, well, you're trying to be this, but this would be more helpful. And then we adjust and we figure out ways that we can be as welcoming as possible. And and when you say we adjust, I mean, that is an organic we. I mean, it's not like there is an organization that is controlling all this. 
Yeah, there's no secret board in a room somewhere. It's just <laughs> we're, we're a group of like-minded people, and we want to we want to get better. And it's a process, but I think we are making lots of great steps. And I I'm really excited to just hear more voices and learn more things than I have before. And I think having more voices is always going to help that process. Yeah, and I think you you alluded to it already, but for me. Prior to being on Twitter and being part of that community, and I think this might be the case for a lot of teachers, the only interaction they have is with the teachers in their department and maybe some in their district. And what this allows you to do is is have interaction with teachers that you may have never met before and and truly get something out of it, out of it. you know, teachers from literally all over the world. And that's something that you you can't get just by staying in your room in your school. I know a lot more about Ontario math than I ever did before I was on Twitter. So, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's great. So, if you if you could give teachers like one tidbit that is is going to say, oh, well, maybe that is enough to get me to to take a look at Twitter. What what would you what would you show them or tell them? no pressure. <laughs> just one thing. Um, just one thing. That's it. If I had one, if I only had one, like an elevator pitch, I think right, I would, exactly. That's what I'm, that, that's, I guess that's what I'm asking for. Yeah. No pressure again. <laughs> I, Your life depends on this. Yeah. <laughs> no one will come to the webinar otherwise. Um, I think that I would show them the power of the MIPBOS search engine. That's always been something that is really impressive. You can just go and, type in something you're looking for and you get a bunch of really thoughtful curated blogs that can introduce you to different teachers around the world. And then once you start reading their blogs, you want to hear what they're saying on a day-to-day basis. So that encourages you to get on Twitter. I think either the search engine or showing them one of the, the community hashtags for the things that they teach. So like if they teach the algebra one amalgam for Ontario, I would show them, the algebra one hashtag so that they could see sort of what people are talking about, what resources are just there for free for everybody. That was two things. I was cheating the system, but that's okay. That's all right. We're not uh, keeping score here <laughs> and maybe I can back you up just a bit. Uh, you, you have set, sort of said it, but maybe we need to really explain what Mitboss is. Right. It's a long time ago. So that's MTBOS. MTBOS. Yeah. So fall into bad habits. So I think many, many years ago, a bunch of teachers from around the US and other parts of the world were were really frustrated that they didn't have people to to plan with, to be thought partners with. Um, they, they weren't finding like minds in their schools, in their districts. So they turned to Twitter and they started talking and the community slowly developed over many, many years um, from just a bunch of people tweeting about math to then finding, I don't remember exactly who started the hashtag, but MTBOS is math Twitter blogosphere, which is a ridiculously long name for such a simple community. Um, but it's, it's sort of how we, it's your, your bat signal, I guess, to other math teachers. Like you put that hashtag or pound sign MTBOS on a tweet and then other math teachers are looking at it and, I think that's a way that we found to connect. And I think that 
yeah, that's just sort of how the community refers to itself. Um, and there's branches of that, but I think generally that's, that's how we identify the most. I love the fact that you called it the bat signal <laughs> for math teachers. I think that is a perfect way to describe it. You know, when, when you see that hashtag MTBOS in a tweet, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, that, it's, it's the short form for saying, hey, teachers, hey, math teachers, you might be interested in this. And I love that. So, Matt, thanks for talking to us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. And we will see you in a couple of weeks at our webinar. Definitely. Thank you. That was Matt Baker, a teacher from Brooklyn, New York. He was giving us a brief description of our upcoming webinar, Joining the Global Teachers Lounge. This webinar is for OAME members only. And although Matt talked about needing to be on Twitter already, for those who are not on Twitter, that means you should probably get an account and if you already are on Twitter, you should be prepared to get info to take your Twitter skills to the next level. The webinar will be at 8 p.m. on Wednesday, November 13th, and you can register at our MCIS registration site. There are links in the description for the registration site, plus links referring to the things we talked about in this episode. Next month, we'll be hosting Jennifer Wilson and Liz Ramirez, where they'll be talking about their webinar called Slow Math, Cultivating Conversation. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you next month on the next episode of OME Talks.